Half of the Gage Joseph band, plus Nick Ebert. Well. So we met Gage from uh, a couple episodes ago. We had a really good interview with him. Then we brought in my buddy Wyatt from the band. He is the third stringer of the band on mm -hmm. banjo, violin, and acoustic. And we brought in Nick Ebert because I had some things I wanted to clear up with him. And also he has a new single. And um, you have a family band. Yeah. Nick Ebert uh, Variety Show. It's the Ebert uh, Brothers Variety Show. If you want to tell us a little bit about that to get started off. Yeah, it's the uh, Ebert Brothers Variety Show down in New Martinsville. Um, they have been doing it now for 55 years. Um, if you count COVID, it actually is 57, but um, Uncle Ray was kind of cut those years out. And uh, it's, so it's, we've been doing it 55 years. Starting back up in the fall, this guy over here uh, plays fiddle, and then I'm mostly – um, two songs is what I get, but a few times I've gotten like three or four songs I've sang. So, uh, yeah, we, it's a lot of fun. We got a good crowd every time down there. New Martinsville's pretty live, you know, even though it's a lot of old people. <laughs> Wyatt knows. Yeah. Well, it's been, been doing it now since, well, how old were you? I was 14 the first time I was on the show. That's what I thought. Okay. Then Gage played down there too, right? Yeah. yeah well, I was 14. That was one, that was yeah, one of the first shows, wasn't it? Yeah. We probably played together without even knowing. Well, you were, um. The band I was with, we, I'm not sure if you opened up, or I think you might have been the last show. You I might don't have been the know. last. Interview. I don't even know. I was before I even knew how to play guitar. I had tracks. Right. We did. Night. We didn't meet, but I knew you was on the show. Yeah. Well, I think you pulled up in a limousine. And I did. Like, I pulled up in a limousine. I was like, it was, <laughs> what was it? It was my 14th birthday party, and, and well, not, it was St. Patrick's Day, I think, wasn't it? I I think. And we were like, hey, let's get this white limousine or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this guy's white doves and everything's going to start yeah. flying out of here. Yeah, <laughs> we were. We were, must be the real deal. Me and my 14-year-old girlfriend at the time. Yeah. <laughs> we, were sit, we were sitting in the crowd and like, um, so there's like a lobby way at the Lincoln Theater. And my dad like opens the door because my Uncle Mike was, he smoked cigarettes. So like he went out and smoked a cigarette. He goes, hey, Alan, come out here. Look at this. Look at this limousine. And here come Gage walking out of it. And I was like, I think this is the kid that's playing. I think he's after like one of the special guests or whatever. And uh, we uh, we were getting a kick out of it. They were like, man, must be nice to be rolling in style here. <laughs> yeah. He's going to look on stage and see it's just old guys dressed in their jeans and uh, flannels and yeah. stuff. And Meanwhile, yeah. it was a 1985 limousine. <laughs> 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 that thing was down the road. <laughs> Didn't have Doug's bus at the time. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have that. We weren't now, that lucky. Is your guys' show at the same venue every year? Or do you yeah. switch it up? Okay. Well, we so we'll do Relay for Life, which is usually um I'd say it's yeah, it's June, because we this year was in June. Mm -hmm. Um we have done the Lincoln probably now for since nineteen sixty eight. They've actually been together longer than fifty five years. Um when my Uncle Norbert was alive. They started playing, I'd say, I'd say it was like the late 50s. And they have been, I mean, they've toured the state parks. Um, they're in the Wetzel County Hall of Fame. They have, I mean, they've met a lot of crazy, like, people that, I, that I've 
over the years have heard stories about like um I'm pretty sure they met Alan Jackson, they've met Johnny Cash, like um and then they've ran the music down at Town and Country Days before my okay. uncle, um before he passed away. And then I think they sold it to a company down um that came down and um like they arranged the uh acts to do the um the shows after all the events and stuff. But um yeah, they they've done a lot of stuff that it's pretty cool. And like when I was a kid, I used to just sit in the crowd. And I like my brother was sit like he's um he's got autism, and um but he could never sit still. Like this is actually the first time he's actually sat still at a show. <laughs> but like when he was younger, man, he would run around. He was I mean he was bad. I would actually be sitting there, and I like my eyes were just focused on everything they would do. Mm-hmm. And I mean this. That's when I knew I wanted to be in music was because of them because they've uh, they've definitely been a part of my life my life journey to music and I appreciate everything they've done for me so far too. And um, for how long have you been parading around as the Marshall County Commissioner? Oh man! So this because, is a question. <laughs> for the first year, I've been playing for the Gage Joseph Band. Halfway through each of our set. Gage would call out now here on stage is the Marshall County Commissioner, Nick Everett. I always thought like, well, he must be pretty popular. Like he got <laughs> a lot of his friends to vote for him or he did something like crazy to get this position and then find out like no. I think you told me after the show he's like he's not actually the commissioner. <laughs> the no, that was self proclaimed. So I don't know I don't know where I was, but somebody was like you could definitely run a county or like run like run a country or something like that because man like when I was younger people don't realize they think I'm wild now <laughs> I actually have doubled down on my wildness like I used to be crazy <laughs> and I like the stories I've heard about m- myself man I don't know how the hell I'm still alive and I'm 29 so like I've pretty much lived like eight lifetimes so far but uh, like a cat you got nine lives yeah you only got one life <laughs> yeah. so. And it's and it's like it's cool because people were like coming around and saying, if you actually ran, I would I would vote for you. And I'm like, Yeah. Well, I'm putting uh, your name in this I'm year. like, why would you vote for me? I have no idea what like what to do with politics. Like we'll all write in your name this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely No, I'm not sh- I'm not kidding you guys. My stepdad, he's an attorney in um Moundsville. Shout out Eric Gordon, Barry Kester Crutchfield, Taylor and Gordon. Um he I think he said that there was like write-ins for the commissioner and like write-ins for other stuff. And I think it was either him or somebody. I couldn't remember. Somebody told me this and I started laughing. I was like, somebody definitely wrote me in for this. Like I, I know for a fact somebody was writing me in for this. So, and uh, I think I seen it on the news too. So like, it was pretty funny, (laughs) but yeah, I, I've been parading around with that for a while and it's, it's fun. It's funny. Your dad, he, he 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 plays it a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he we'll, does. We'll be at we'll be at the gym, and sometimes Nick and I will be there together. And I'll see him walking in. He'll have his be- it says "I love beer" cut off. And he's, <laughs> he's wearing these flannel pajama pants. I said, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Marshall County Commissioner Nick Ever." <laughs> I mean, you ha- you would come on stage with your cowboy hat and waving, and a commissioner wave. I thought this. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I definitely just hook you up in a buggy. Wyatt can start pulling it, and you can sit there like. <laughs> I can't wait to order a show, and an actual county commissioner is there, and we're like, "Wait, this <laughs> yeah. guy's not." What the are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, you're not the commissioner. Yeah. Ebert is. Ebert. Yeah. Every every time I got on stage, I'm like, "Well, this is Marshall County." Oh. Like, I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great show last night, guys. It was. 
It was great, okay. Chad. Speaking Allie of Marshall Kelly. did a great job. She has a great voice, great band behind her. I sat there and talked to um, her guitar player for the longest time, and he has a super long last name, which I can't. I talked to him for a while, too. Yeah. He got a killer 335. I, I went up to him, I'm like, it's nice to see a guitar player who's not using a modeler, because I thought like I was the only one left. Yeah, yeah I use that Iridium now. No, I, honestly, yeah. I want to... I want to get back to using the orange amp. I, I hate not being able to play with stuff before a show. You don't know what it's going to sound like. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets it gets all tangled up. So, Did she sing any guard songs? No. Did we? We sang, we sang Colin Baton Rouge at the end. Oh, okay. The usual. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't want Yeah, wanna... I forgot. I was trying to think of the set list, and I, was thinking, I didn't even think about the very last song we did. <laughs> yeah, it's a good <laughs> yeah. song, yeah. Well, you know what's crazy? I was telling Wyatt this. Colin Baton Rouge is actually like an old bluegrass song. Is it? And um, the Oak Ridge Boys actually recorded it in like the late 70s, early 80s. Their version is not very good. I I listened to it. I was like, yeah, Garth definitely. Like, there's a reason why I was a big yeah. hit when Garth did it. But, yeah, I was. that's what I, I was wondering if she was going to maybe do any of his stuff or mm-hmm. even Trisha Yearwood, you know. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think she did. I, well, we were talking about it. Uh, after the show, and she said, "You did a great job." There's only one critique. I said, "He said you didn't yell Louisiana when you sang that song." And I was like, "I know I didn't." She's like, "It's got to be." I spent last night in the arms of the girl in Louisiana. You know, yeah. How, how Garth does it live, and she says every time she hears that song, and the person doesn't do it, it just don't feel right. Which I kind of agree with that now that I hear that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But you got to think, Louisiana, Marshall, West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. I could have yelled West Virginia, which I do that every once in mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the stake at the end in the A, I can't yell, Ohio. All right. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, new single. Yes. I gave you a listen to, if you want to tell the people about that. So, first ever time recording music, putting out something? No, so, you guys are going to laugh at this. Um, I know where he's going. I, I used to be a rapper. I used to rap. And it, was, <laughs> it was actually really, really bad. Um, so... I used to release mixtapes for fun and this was all for fun. It was like, I, I was like, I know I'm not going to, I literally grew up in the hills of West Virginia. I'm not going to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Well, it was, it was, it got to the point where everybody was like really, really critiquing about it. So I, I stopped, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing music, whatever. It was fun for a while, but, um, but goodbye time is my first song I ever did country and it was it was um it was actually a pretty cool experience i mean i was in i come upstairs um to john's studio he had like a a studio like in the very top um top floor of his house and uh we were i recorded in his laundry room and it was it was actually pretty cool like he said (laughs) all right shut the two doors here and um if, is the mic set up good? And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's perfect. And um, when I came out of the, came out of the uh, laundry room, I was like, wow, like that sounds really good. And I can see why he did it. Like, actually, I've heard people say that they sing in the shower sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, everybody does that. But like Clay Walker used to t- make like TikToks of him sit- sitting in a guitar with his guitar and uh, singing in his shower. And he'd record his TikToks like that. I guess there's something that makes the sound, but yeah, he, uh, that was my first time. And like people keep asking me, they're like, why did you record a 
slow song is like your first song you're going to release. I was like, it's one of my favorite songs. I said, I, I wanted to throw people off just a little bit and, you know, show that I was going to start doing country because everybody thought, actually, everybody thought it was going to be a rap song. Oh, really? Everybody even said, oh, oh no, he's back. He's how, how, ma- how many raps have you put out? Oh, man, there was a lot. <clears throat> I deleted all of them. Like, there was a lot. <laughs> you, need to, you need to undelete them. There was one. Okay, I will say this. There was one that I did with my buddy's roommate in college. And um, I, jumped in the, I jumped in the booth. And, I mean, I went off on, a, on this verse. And he went off on his verse. And I was like, this, this actually was pretty good. Oh. Everything else I did was terrible. I mean, it was so it was so bad that like I get embarrassed to listen to it because I still got some in my emails, but oh, like yeah. he still has them. I still got them. Don't worry. But uh, no, I'm not going to ever unleash those again. There's... So if we bring you up on stage at a show, can we have that as your walk up song? Yes, the one that the one that was really good. We can have that as a walk up song. That'd be perfect. That'd yeah, be perfect for you because that beat on it. It was. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of um, "You Mad" by Vic Mensa and Kanye. I don't think so. It, it's it was that instrumental that we freestyled over, and then we made it. We freestyled the verses, and then I wrote the chorus to it. And he, my buddy's roommate, was like, "This is actually could be a good song." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what happens when you drink thirty beers and, <laughs> and go into the studio." Because we were pre- like, we we were down in Morgantown, so we were drinking all day and just having some fun. And um, we went into the studio after. Uh, I think it was after it was after tail, we were tailgating for a game, and like Nico said, coming after the game. It was like five six o'clock. I went to a football game, then went through the recording studio. Like it was pretty, it was pretty fun. But yeah, I don't think I could ever see myself going back into hip hop. So <laughs> did, did you have a pseudo name? Did you have an alias? I think I went by my first. Yeah, I went by Nick Allen. That was my okay. Uh, that was my rap name. But now I'm going by my actual name um, for when I'm going to release music from now on because. Um, just with my uncles, you know, the mm-hmm. ever you know, the yeah. ever brothers, and it's just like this could be something cool to try to keep the name going if I'm actually gonna do this now. So you know, it was fun though. It was a good experience. I never would have imagined doing it again and being twenty nine years old now, like I feel like it's kinda too late because Gage mm, Gage I, being yeah, as young as he is and too late. When didn't Chris Stapleton hit it big? Yeah, he, and he's in his forties, fifties. Uh, he's, he's old. Like now, he's probably hitting like probably fifty. But it yeah. had to have been like extremely late thirties or mm-hmm. early forties right. before he put out. Uh, uh, George Strait wasn't real big until his thirties. Yeah, yeah, he was the same 20. with Cody Johnson. He's right. in his thirties. So yeah, I looked up. So George Strait was twenty nine when uh, when he released Unwound, um, and then I think Garth was twenty seven, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And then Brad Paisley was actually twenty seven or twenty eight when music is is really weird. It takes a lot of time. It does. It a does. Lot of time. And it, I mean, you're still going to grow, create a different sound that you like. It's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's to me like now the covers are going to be fun. But I know, like, I want to start writing my own music. Yeah. Um, which I know how to write. That's the thing. I know how to write lyrics real well. It's just I could never put together the instrumentation. Like, and that's mm. why. You know, I, I've I've thought about working with. A lot of people like me and Gage have talked. I've sent him a couple song titles actually that me and yeah. my dad made up. Remember that night at Elites when he kept rattling off uh, the song oh, titles? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was uh he would send them to me and I was I'd start laughing, but I, some of them were actually pretty good. 
I think the one where were you when I went to him last night? Yeah. yeah. Where were you when I <laughs> <Yeah>. went? That's <laughs> that like, and he's. I mean, he he thinks of the craziest stuff in the world all the time. But like, I was like, you should write your own song, Daddy. Goes, I can only come up with the titles. <laughs> yeah. So, but I've been trying to play with that idea for years. I mean, it's been years, I guess, for years now, and I can't figure nothing out for it. Oh yeah, because now it's been what three years now? Probably. probably yeah. Probably. I've yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So why? How'd you get your start in music? Um. Give you a chance to get some mic time over there. Well, yeah, dude, you've been quiet. Well, you know, man of very few words. <laughs> Go get a couple beers and look out. <laughs> so, I started playing um, fiddle, violin. I was like nine years old. There was a strings program in school, and at the time, you know, I had some buddies that were. Wanting to do it. It's like, ah, you know, this might be something cool. Well, it turns out over probably two years, I was the only one left. Because I was, you know, I was really started to like it. Mm-hmm. I was never really into the whole, the classical stuff, you know. So I was nine yeah. years old. I'm wanting to play Charlie Daniels and that kind of stuff. And then I would say the first time I started playing in public, I was around 12. And then it just kind of took over from there. started playing gigs and stuff and just fell in love with it and picked up, you know, the banjo, guitar and Mm-hmm. Mandolin, whatever else. Man's versatility. Yeah. <laughs> Most just, versatile man in music right here. Just fell in love <laughs> with it. You know, just clicked to me. That's awesome. I think it was our first show with Blackhawk. Or, yeah, Blackhawk. Crazy Horse. You and I? Yeah. No. Did we uh, play with? Us three. You, you mean Gage played? We, we played did play, a birthday we, party. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Didn't then, we play a trio, maybe the Woods Theater or something like that, too, one time? No. I think, I think, mm. I, I don't think so. It's hard for me to say because I got a memory of the gold. Yeah, it's all. I, I think it was just us three, and then okay. you filled in with Crazy Horse. Okay. That time, um, I got gotcha. you. That was a fun gig. Oh yeah. That was my wife's first steak fry. She's never seen one before. Really? Yeah, she's from Columbus. She's like, people bring their own utensils and seasonings, <laughs> and they just hand you the steak and you need your own plate. I'm like, oh yeah. Today's podcast is sponsored by Sage and Sold Decor Rental. If you are planning an event in the Ohio Valley, such as a wedding, a shower, anniversary, you name it, Sage and Soul can help you out with it. They have multiple collections to pick and choose from. You can make the perfect package for your event, and it will be at the fraction of the cost if you would buy these decorations. If you ever had to buy decorations for a wedding, then turn around and have to resell them, then you're familiar with the stress they are saving the Ohio Valley. Check them out today. You can view their inventory online. You can schedule an appointment to check out the collections in person. That's Sage and Soul Decor Rental. Today's other local sponsor is Vargo's Cargo Moving Services. If you're planning a move in the near future, maybe you're relocating inside the valley, maybe you'll be moving into your first college dorm this fall, you might be listening to this podcast in California thinking, I need to get back to that simple cold cheese on pizza lifestyle. Give Vargo's Cargo a look into because he's been saving people in this valley hundreds, even thousands in moving costs. GJV. I'll edit that out. All right, GJB, uh, what we got coming up? Well, I mean... Full band and acoustic. Full band and acoustic. So, acoustically speaking, the 11th of August, we're at the Prima Marina. That's me and Wyatt, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Unless I can finagle our way to get it to be a band, because if I can, I will. Um, and then the 26th of August... I'll play cramped. <laughs> well, that's what it turns into. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the 26th of August is Jen's, uh, which is acoustic no matter what we do. Um, other than that, um, we got stuff really out of the area. 
Um, I think the 17th of September, is it? I don't think you're on that gig. I'm not on that gig, sadly. It's, uh, Due date September 14th. I don't think I don't think I'll be ready. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Right. There you go. Number two for you, huh? Number two. Number two. All right. But uh, the 17th of September is the Bavarian Oktoberfest in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. It was a big draw last year. Um, probably like close to a thousand people in and out. Uh, they asked for the band this year. So we're going to be up there. Of course, unfortunately, Razor's not on that gig. But And then after that, I think every year, Ogilvy Fest, hands down, best show every oh, single year. Oh, I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean what? There, I mean, 1,200 people. 1,200 people. You can't beat that. Plus, every yeah. single year. I mean, it gets crazy. So I went up on stage last year at the Oktoberfest, and I was dropping F-bombs in front of like 1,300 people. So that was fun. As, the, as the commissioner. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, I, I, somebody sent me the video the next day. Actually, and I was like, I'm so glad none of my family members was there because I'm, oh my, I, I was laughing so hard about that. Yeah, that was, that was a big crowd, man. It was. And you know what sucked is I lost my voice right at the end of the I show. Know, yeah, I remember I was that. singing, I don't know what song I was singing, I started singing, blah, 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 gone. It was right at the very end. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? We got three, four songs left. We got to yeah. finish the show. Right. My voice is dead. My mom hands me a black Yeti full of some random liquid, <laughs> and I downed that thing, and it worked. It worked perfectly. And that gig too. It's like you get half a song in, the crowd's right at the stage. Oh, it doesn't yeah. take it doesn't take no. long at all. Those girls up front spilling beer on the speakers. Mm-hmm. They were they were spilling on the snake too, where everybody yeah. put yeah. Like, has the inputs for their instruments. They're spilling it all over. I looked at uh, Michael Graham. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you might need like a salad bar, like shield or something. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I was talking to Razor about that before we started the podcast, and I was like, why don't we put, I'd have to have somebody come help us, but why don't we put drum risers out in front of the stage so we can do that thing that we did at the Marshall County Fair and Lazy Acres. You got that, I call them a glamour stage, but it really does add a lot for the crowd. Mm-hmm. The crowd enjoys stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, but at the same time, like, and it would also actually kind of keep people away from our pedal boards right. that we don't want yeah. beer yeah. on, yeah. you know? It's so, happened to me too many times. Yeah, it's, right. tough to, it's too expensive. Yeah, it, it just, it, it'll ruin it. And yeah. You, you got, got a lot of money in that. You so. got a lady's number last year, didn't you? Yeah, from I did. The there was this girl. Easier to get uh, number, uh, little slips of paper with numbers on them from uh, well, she said, little riser sticking out. It was a, it was a, it was a uh, real slow point of the show and there was a little bit of dead air and she said, hand me your phone. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, hand me your phone. She put in her number with her name, said from Ogilvy Fest. I texted her the next day. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> the lavish lifestyle of Cage shows, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, well, it don't get crazy unless we're in Marshall County and I start running down the road. <laughs> Dude, I was, I, I have uh, video footage of that. Yeah, everybody I think does. <laughs> I was so mad. I was out of town that weekend. And I was like, how am I out of town when you pull the biggest Nick Ebert move ever? Like that, that was what I would do every weekend when I was young. I might egg that on a little bit. <laughs> well, I think um, yeah, Tim McCormick said he was driving down the, down the street. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Who's this idiot running down the road? <laughs> and he's like, "Who in the hell is this?" And he he goes and looks, and I posted a video, and he's like, "I'll be damned." I said, "What are the odds?" <laughs> All right. So, what new artists are you guys listening to in the country genre? I think. Um, I don't know if he counts as new. He's been around for a little while. Not too long, but I think the most underrated voice in country music right now is Cameron Marlowe. He just released a song, Ain't Enough Whiskey, I think it's called, or I don't know, hold on. I just pulled it up to make sure I was correct. I can't lie to tell you the truth. Is that what it's called? 
No, I think it's There Ain't Enough Whiskey. It is Ain't Enough Whiskey. That is one of the best country songs I've heard in a really long time. It has a lot of blues influence, and I like I like blues music myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess I probably gravitate towards it. But if you listen to the vocals in that song on the guitar playing, it's, it's great. Everything about it's great. Yeah, um, Cameron Marlowe, who I've been listening to a lot. Um, Kojo, I've been listening to him for... Actually, I've been listening to Cody Johnson since... Probably about six or seven years ago, I found him randomly on Spotify. Yeah, I um, I like the songs that we do by him. Yeah, they're all great yeah. songs. They're all great songs. He Cody Johnson's, I would say, hands down, probably my favorite new artist really? out there. Just the way he um, does his songs, the genre, you mm-hmm. know, because he's more traditional country. Yeah. yeah, he. I went to his concert in Youngstown this last year. Great, best concert ever. Him and. Uh, Luke Combs. I like a lot of Luke Combs. Yeah, Combs is the man. Combs, yeah. yeah I like yeah. a lot of his stuff. You guys listen to Jelly Roll? The three songs he's got on the radio that um, need a favor, I love that song. I love that song for some reason. I think what I like about it is the transition that he has in the song. Like, it's like every verse, it sounds like he's got like a different transition into it. Mm. And it's like his vo- – vocally, I think he's good. I mean, I, I don't see where he even – like – I mean, he was kind of like how I want to be now. He was a rapper before, and now he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a country singer, and he's really face good. tattoos. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah, it's yeah, a face you, you need to get a teardropper. Yeah, I need to get a teardrop, get a cross on my head and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Grow my hair out. I don't yeah. mind Jelly Roll. He's not my favorite artist, but I can listen to him. You know? Yeah. The only reason, uh, not not saying anything, but the only reason I ever heard of him pop up was when he got real big off of Son of a Sinner, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And then everybody started asking me to play that song out, and I was like, I will. So then I found some of his stuff, and in, in that song, "Need a Favor" pops up on the radio every once in a while. Yeah, and I listen to it. He's, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. His music and like his chord progressions remind me a lot of Everlast yeah. from the '90s. A lot yeah. of like a lot of minor chords into minor chords. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, he yeah he he's got like a alternative country feel. It definitely mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say. Um. So at the two by fours, the live karaoke, everybody has been requesting something in the orange. Oh, what do you guys think of Zach Bryan? It's I'm telling you, it's like almost every show now. Somebody comes up, and right. you're thinking, are they going to whisper their way through this song? Yeah. Or are they going to actually like project? I think I honestly think he brought a little bit of a newer new sound into country music because mm-hmm. I didn't hear stuff like he was doing until he started doing it. Yeah, he like he just does that just just acoustic uh-huh. and very little anything in just a voice, and he really made that popular. So, and I like it. Oh yeah, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. So, I I do <clears throat> same with Jelly Roll. He's not he's not my favorite artist, but he's got a lot of songs that I can listen to. Yeah, like some, think... something in the Orange is probably his best song. Yeah, is it? That's the one. That's the one I, so. I we just always have keep coming up. Yeah, he kind of reminds me like a new Dylan, kind of like a new Bob Dylan, better voice than Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. but he's like got acoustic. Yeah, he'll probably go electric here. Whenever his live shows, they do that a lot. Do he that. just got I I on, over TikTok. His guitar player was just blowing up. Everybody was going nuts over his guitar player or something. I have to watch that then. So, yeah. All right. So, got anything else we want to plug? I am. Uh, I'm working on a new single right now in Morgantown. I'm trying to get away from the sound that was Girls Are. I I mean I like the song objectively speaking because I was a part of the making process of it. But I'm. Very, you can ask my parents, I critique myself like like crazy. I'm always thinking of ways I can do something better. So um, 
I thought that Girls Are was very poppy, and I have trouble calling it country music, and it, it really is very poppy. It has a lot of those cliche lyrics. Um, so I don't know. It feels poppy to play it. It does. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it, yeah. It really does. And um, and I don't know. I, it's it's Party in the Headlights, I, which I played that one night at the Central Grill. I said, I'm going to play a song. You've oh, never heard it before. Yeah. And I think it sounds a lot more closer to the country I like to hear. Um, right. Maybe that early 2000s, maybe verging into mid 2000s mm-hmm. type of style, um, which is the country I really like. It's the country I kind of grew up on. But it's going to be called Party in the Headlights. We're working on it. Hopefully get it out before Oktoberfest this year. So late summer, early early fall. Oh, yeah. Good time to be in the Valley with new music. Right. Gage new music. Nick, uh, it's new music. Check it out. It's uh, Where's it available at? It right is now, right uh, just exclusively on SoundCloud right now. Because uh, I couldn't get the copyrights to it. So I'm just going to put it on. Everything will be on SoundCloud. Um, and actually, I'm going to go in the studios myself here when John gets back. We're going to do Folsom Prison Blues. So nice. I figure I'll let everybody know now. Folsom Prison should be out probably a month from now or so. And there's no rap songs that we can find. No rap songs. Out. No. I mean, I might surprise you. <laughs> Wyatt will find some I'll, old I'll, emails. Wyatt will, will get them. Yeah. Get He'll get the files. I'll find a way. Um, and then also, one more thing, too. The Ebber Brothers, we are back for um, our fall season. So this will be season 55 fall season and uh we are coming back i think in september and i gotta get a hold of my uncle ray and our fiddler back over here he'll be back and uh we're excited we're excited it's gonna be a good time oh yeah all right there's one question i wanted to ask you guys real big on the news now we've heard the story and coming from fellow musicians perspective what do you think on this whole miranda lambert situation and for those like not in the know, she yelled, embarrassed or yelled at people taking pictures in the front row during a song. Right. The, the basics of it. I think it was a little unnecessary, you know. For they, her to do that or the yeah, picture? Yeah. You know, it's not like the girls were causing a big scene or fighting. You know, they paid high dollar. I, I, I don't know what they paid for a ticket. I'm sure mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars to go watch her. You do what you want to. Yeah, they they have a right (laughs) if they want to take pictures. You know, everybody's got a cell phone now. Yeah, and everybody takes everyone. Everyone probably eighty percent of the crowd had their phones out taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know. I just to me that that kind of I might have ruined her. Yeah, see if somebody's paying that much money, man, who cares if they're taking pictures? Like me personally, like it's just kind of it goes back to the South Dean thing, man. I think everybody's trying to get attention right now because it's. We just had a coronavirus thing, what, two or three years ago. And now all these artists are going back on tour. They're wanting to charge thousands and thousands of dollars for tickets. That's why I think Taylor Swift, how how much she's charging for tickets, I I think it's just asinine. I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, it's just like. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Jordan, who was on the podcast before, said he bought tickets for him and his girl. And it was like, I think a couple grand or at least. <laughs> Lord, I would never bought a new guitar, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know she she and she interrupted her song in the middle of it. I'm thinking these these people, you know, they don't the people in the crowd they don't care, you know, yeah. that these these girls are taking selfies. Sing your song, you know. Then she had to interrupt her concert. To do the only that. time I've ever seen people interrupt concerts when the fight's happening and they're trying to stop the fight. Right, and that's yeah. Very, yeah. you know, that's something you should do. But but to say somebody's, ta- I love. 
when I'm up there singing and somebody's taking pictures, because I mean, I did it at uh, Lazy Acres. If they're taking a video when I'm singing, I'll play around with it. I'll have fun with it. Right. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And then they look on their phone and like, oh, that was the that was the Gay Shoes band. I'm gonna go see them next time they're around. Right. Yeah. And then boom, more people are coming. Yeah. I mean, if Miranda really had a problem with it though, too, like they were close enough where she could set it off the mic. Oh, like, yeah. hey guys, do you mind? Because I did see the video from a different perspective. It wasn't a good look either on the people getting a picture because. Like they did stand up, like on like it looked like a little riser or something where they were sitting, and they were uh, they all stood up. I guess it was an influencer, and they had like maybe like six people with them, and they they were blocking a few fans and stuff. They're taking a long time, but if that was the case and it, she was really bothered, she could have just even given her a look or like, hey guys, you know, we're right. doing Not this the slow song, right. yeah, 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 because it it wasn't an issue until you know you get on the mic and then make it an issue for everybody right. it kind of just reminds me of like that situation there kind of reminds me of like how axel rose used to act i don't know if you ever seen videos oh yeah he would legit jump off the stage and punch you in the mouth if you made him <laughs> mad like he was like he was a crazy ass and i was like there was one video i saw on youtube he was like say that again mfr and the guy said it and he jumped off the stage and all you see is axel rose Superman, this guy, and I was like, "Damn!" And he's a little, like, he's a little guy. He's not yeah. a very big guy, but he is now. But back then, he wasn't. But yeah, I was like, when I I I seen that, I was like, "You're just trying to get attention." Like your music career is falling off now. You're not as big as you used to be when Gunpowder and Lead came out. So that's what you just said earlier. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of posts where people are like, now I see why Blake left. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, like, now we see. Plus, Gwen's water, man. Like, I, I'm sorry, but I think Miranda Lambert's good looking, and but Gwen's hotter, man. Like, she is. She's 52 years old and she still looks good. I see. Like, when I seen her, I thought maybe every bit of like maybe 30, 35. I didn't yeah. think she's 50 years old. No, she's yeah. older than Blake. Yeah. And Blake looks like he's in his mid 50s, late 60s, yeah. or, or early 60s. I was like, man, um, why that drinking bone? Why and I will not answer this for obvious reasons. What uh, female country music artist would you wife up if you had the opportunity right now? Oh my god, right now we'll stay anonymous, buddy. <laughs> um, either Megan Maroney is that her name? Is I think that the one with Maroney the Maroney incident. What was it? Megan Maroney and Morgan Wallen used to be a thing, right? It might that might yeah. I think she used. To, I think she sings a song about that. Yeah, and then um. I, I think Lainey Wilson's got a nice butt, but she really doesn't have that pretty of a face. Like everybody's everybody's been talking about how good looking she is. I'm like, Hot take. I'm like, look, you got a big, you got a big donk. There's no doubt. But you really ain't got that I mean, nice. Of I face. mean, you're marketing a song on, on off of it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would, but I would probably say her or. Uh, Lauren Elaine is pretty hot too. I think she's. Is, it, is she the one that did the song with her? Who's the one that did the, that song with uh, Lainey Wilson? That was yeah. That was okay. That was Lauren Elena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably be one of those two. Because Carrie's just getting older now, man. And my girl Shania, I love her forever, but she's getting too old for me too. Like, <laughs> I want to keep somebody within my age range and still looks good, you know. But yeah, Shania's Shania's falling off a little bit. Mm. What about you, Gage? I don't know. I. I mean, I mean, the stereotypical thing is to say Lainey Wilson, of course. And I was thinking about Marooney before you even said it. Yeah. So you stole my thunder on that one. Okay, we, okay, we can we can see who she likes more. How about that? You go. Yeah. Well, just wait. So yeah. if you're listening out there, um, 
Hi, my name's What's Gage. What's that show on TV next? <laughs> Hi, my name's Nick Eberelic. Bushlight, long walks on the beach. Hey, this <laughs> bushlight's a red flag, I'm just saying. John Wayne movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yang-a-lang's words, eh? Yeah, yang a